The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 134. In Las Vegas, the marriage capital of the world, there are over 350 weddings a day. I wonder how many of those end up in divorce. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today for the very first time are two people that longtime podcast listeners are familiar with, but for the first time, they're joining me together. My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hi, everyone. And the man behind the Zero to Travel podcast and also the co-founder of a brand new project that we are working on together, Location Indie, Jason Moore. Hey there. (laughs) And this is our very first Extra Pack of Peanuts travel podcast fireside chat. And guys, we should let the listeners know, A, why we're together, B, why we're sitting in front of a fireplace that doesn't work. Okay, who's taking this one, me or Jason? Go this ahead, This is our guys. first roundtable. I mean, we're we're down at Ocean City, New Jersey, which is the Jersey Shore, essentially. So if you're familiar with the Jersey Shore, you're from the East Coast, I know you know what we're talking about. But if you want us to give you a little bit of the vibe, I mean, we're in a house. We've got a lot of interesting shore beach-type decorations. Nautical things. Nautical things ships, jumping and, on the wall, all yeah. types of stuff. yeah. Things, what does that say? Well, welcome to our shore house. It's a yeah, cute little stuff. And we're by the beach, but it's pouring rain. We are here cold. in January. In so January. we're here for a week in January. No one is in Ocean City, New Jersey in a week in January. Jason and I and Heather are here working on our project on Location Indie, which we hope to get launched by the end of January. So if you guys are listening, locationindie.com, you can check out some of that stuff. But we decided to get a place where there'd be no distractions. And what better place... Of no distractions than the beach during the winter. There aren't even any cars on the road. I mean, nobody's yeah, here. <laughs> no one's around. It's like pitch black. You look out the window. There's not even a light on in any of the houses nearby. So this is our very first, as we mentioned, EPOP Fireside Chat. Today's episode, the very first Fireside Chat, sponsored by Tortuga Backpacks. And if you guys have listened to the show, you know I am a huge fan of Tortuga Backpacks. My Tortuga Backpack has been all around the world with me. And Jace, we recorded a podcast, I believe it was episode 59. I actually checked it, so I don't believe it is. It was. I checked it before we got on here about how to choose the right backpack. So you gave some awesome advice in that. What are you looking for when you choose a backpack? Uh, I love to have a little spot for my water bottle. Got to have at least one side for the water bottle. A lot of pockets, you know? I have a lot of different things I'm carrying around, so I like to put things in different containers and separate them so I can easily find them. I like the zipper to open, 
full accessibility, so I don't have to go digging in like a top-loading pack. Yeah, no to the top-loading. Yeah, it's it just anything that makes my life easier, and those are some of the features, and some outside pockets, so I can easily get to some stuff that, you know, I need during traveling. And a big one we mentioned on that podcast, guys, is the carry-on size, too. Chase, you have traveled even longer than I have. We won't reveal your age on this podcast. Oh, please. Safe to say, <laughs> Jason has traveled more than Heather and I. He's a, he's a little bit older, so you would know just as good as us. When you're traveling, do you like carrying large luggage or do you usually do it with just a carry-on bag? Whenever I can, I do just a carry-on bag. And there's some situations where it's not possible. And even those situations, I'm like cursing myself. I'm like, wasn't there a way, some way I could get it all in a carry-on bag? But generally, yes, if I'm going to a warm weather area, or especially now because they charge, all the airlines charge so much, I'm almost always just rocking a carry-on Yeah, so if you guys are interested in finding out more about our backpack preferences, you can go to episode 59. But for me, the one that ticked all the boxes, one I've been using for the last two years, my Tortuga backpack. If you're interested in checking that out, you can go to tortugabackpacks.com. Make sure if you do pick one up or you pick up a few to use the bonus code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, you get 10% off your purchase. And now I'm going to do something. Now we're going to dive into this episode. I'm going to do something that... For those of you who know me, Heather, Jason, you know, it's very hard for me to give up control, but I will be giving up control on this episode to Jason because, Jason, you're going to be interviewing Heather and I on what it's like to travel as a couple, and we have no idea. You have kept your questions completely separate from us. You won't even let us look at your notepad. We have no idea what you're going to ask us. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. You should be. <laughs> I am. I think it might be sweaty. <laughs> this is a lot of responsibility. And, you know, I didn't have much time to think about this. But in the short time I had, I had plenty of questions and plenty of dirt to dig up. So I'm actually hoping for a possible lover's quarrel in this episode <laughs> and definitely full embarrassment. And oh, I hope I'm you guys sure. are on board with that. We are totally on board. Uh, one of the things we've heard from listeners is, A, they love Heather coming onto the podcast. Aww. I think it's because of the r- rapport we have, but it's interesting because traveling as a couple is much different than traveling alone. Mm-hmm. I, I, that goes without saying, but it's, you know, and a lot of people who travel are either they haven't traveled a lot with a, a spouse or a, or a loved one. And they want to know how we're able to do it day in and day out. We'll just preface it with the fact that it's not easy. I'm actually going to say, how does Heather do it? That's the question. I don't know if so Lots much of wine, how does James. Travis do it. You see her right now sitting here with a glass of wine in front of our non-working fireplace. That's how she copes. Yeah, okay. I mean, I definitely have some vices. Drinking some wine on occasion or every night, as the case may be, definitely helps smooth things out between us, for sure. All right. I want to start here because, you know, we all know pets don't necessarily travel well, but pet names do travel well. <laughs> And because I've had the pleasure, Travis is already scratching his head and running his hand through his hair because he's nervous. He wants control back on the mic and he can't have it because I have it. So we're talking pet names here and I've, I've spent a lot of time with Travis and, and Heather in various spots around me. We've been in Portland together. Um, Breckenridge, Colorado. Breckenridge, Colorado. We're going back up to Colorado now. We're at the Jersey Shore. I've... You know, at heard one you guys point, speaking. we'll go out to Norway with you, where I, you live. I hope that. Yeah. So, 
Let's talk about pet names. First of all, how do you guys get each other's attention? Let's lead in with this. And and this is maybe going right for the full embarrassment part right off the bat. Yeah, let's just lay it all out there. We do have some pet <laughs> names for each other. You um, never thought you'd be talking about this on your channel. I did not podcast. think I would. So if you really want to dig deep into me and Heather's life, this is this is gonna be the podcast to listen to. I call Heather Baby Bear a lot. Sometimes just baby smalls. Those are a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> How they came about, I mean, I, that's, that I don't know. We well, were in college, probably a few beers in, just calling her Baby Smalls. That turned to Baby Bear. Sometimes they just call her Bear. Berenstein Bear. I, you know. Travis, as you can tell when he does a podcast or in life, he's able to just kind of spitball things, you know, and have a very fluid conversation. And so... When I was younger, I never really had a nickname or one that I enjoyed anyway. So when we first started dating, I said, Travis, you have to give me a nickname. And he came up with a few that I weren't particularly fond of. Like one was like Turtle. Yeah, Turtle Turtle. Turtle Turtle. <laughs> I like that from that So what weird... did you just tell him? Were you like, I don't She's like that Yeah, one. I was Stupid. like, please don't say that ever again. Um, <laughs> turtle Turtle. So then he came up with Baby Smalls. And in fact, this is a funny story that he used to just only call me Smalls. Like he hardly ever called me Heather. And we had some new friends who met us after we were dating and yeah. that Travis was teaching with. And for three years, they heard Travis call me Smalls. Smalls all the time. And, and that's, that's actually the one I probably use the most. I'm like, hey, Smalls, yeah. come here, Smalls. And after three years, our one friend like got an invitation maybe to our wedding or something and found out that my maiden name was Shed. And he was like, He's like, who's Heather Shed? And he's like, all these years I thought your last name was Smalls, and that's why I tried to. You thought her name was Heather Smalls. <laughs> and it wasn't. Smalls was just her nickname. And that was that was a good three to five years into yeah. him hanging out with me yeah. every day at school and him hanging out with me and Heather and his wife almost every weekend. So, so wait, how did so we gotta rewind a little yeah. bit because you're traveling as a couple now, right. but first you have to become a couple. Yeah. Uh-oh. I know that's a long story and maybe it doesn't have a lot to do with travel, but it's still nice to know where it came from. So, I mean, like, how did you guys meet up and sort of get to the point of tying the knot? We were both education and history majors in college. And so we, I transferred into the school that we went to and then Heather transferred in a year later. So we had a lot of the same classes because it's only 2000 person school. Yeah. So there's only so many history classes you can take, education classes you can take. And so she was in a few of my classes. We actually lived in the same dorm together on different floors. Yep. So we saw each other a lot and just became Yeah, we friends. became friends and we started hanging out a lot. And then... Okay, but wait a minute. Ah. Hold on. <laughs> because was there any attraction there? Because there's... There's that point where you meet somebody and it's kind of like, oh, this one's kind of foxy or whatever. Well, I mean. to start, my roommate, who was quite good with the ladies and I was not, would always say to He actually pointed out the window one time of our dorm room and he said, hey, Trav, look at those two girls walking back to our dorm. And at this point, I didn't know Heather that well. Like she had just it was, transferred. It in. was literally like the second day of a new semester where I had just transferred. And he was like, why don't we go on a double date with those two girls? And I looked out the window and Heather's all dressed up. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows she's fashionable. I was probably wearing a tie-dyed Simon and Garfunkel t-shirt and slide sandals. Maybe with cut duct tape. With duct tape. And You're a I bit looked, of a hippie. Yes. Yes. And I, I had long hair. And I looked out the window and I saw Heather and her friend Jen walking up. I believe up. what Brian said was, 
don't you think those two girls are really hot? I mean, let's just go. Don't there. you think those two girls are really hot? <laughs> I don't think yeah. he said, do you want to go Why on a double date? Excuse me, said, sir. Would you like to double date those young ladies down there in the courtyard? Exactly. Look at those two hot girls. We should go on a double date or something like that. And I just looked at him. I said, those two girls are the exact opposite of my type. Yeah. And that, said, that's what you said about your future yes, wife. that's what you said about me. You said, she's not my type. <laughs> I'm and like, she is not my type at all. Basically saying, she's way too good for me. Yeah. yeah. And subsequently, uh, Travis's roommate, who we're very good friends with, does have a reputation with the ladies. So I actually kind of avoided right. that whole room and those guys for quite a while. Dangerous. Like, she didn't know there was a really nerdy guy that. in the corner that was actually <laughs> living in that room. <laughs> no, so I mean, that's kind of the background. Like, I wasn't Travis's type. But then the more we hung out and we had classes together and, you know, we had so many mutual friends because it was a small school. And it just kind of, I don't know, one summer we were hanging out a lot. It was before our senior year. One of my friends was, me and Heather have been hanging out a lot. And they're like, so are you guys dating? And I was like, no, no, no. My friend said, you are the dumbest person alive. (laughs) If you don't start dating her in the next week, just because he saw you two together interacting and felt like... More that I was a complete scrub and Heather wasn't, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then what did you do? I mean, you really took action after that and you made it official and... Uh, no. No, no, it just oh, kind no, of... That, that no, didn't happen I, at no. all. It was like a week before school started. I believe I... F- Called Travis on the phone. It wasn't even an in-person conversation. Like, I was like, listen, we're, we're starting our senior year in university. Like, what's the deal? Are, are we, we dating or not? <laughs> yeah. She said, are we going to date other people? Are we not going to? Are we dating? And that, so she yeah. forced the That was, you were just like laying down the law. Kind right of, yeah. yeah. I was like, I, well, I'll date other people if you really She's want She's like, I to. got options. I know you don't. <laughs> so, and that's how it happened. And kind of like then we just, we dated for quite a long time and, yeah. Then we end up getting married and moving. We actually got married. This is kind of interesting. People might like this. We got married June. Oh man, I'm really putting myself on the spot Uh-oh. here. Do you know June of 2010? And What's the actual date? 20th. Yes. Oh, June- whoa, we dodged the bullet there, folks. <laughs> June 20th, 2010, and we moved to Japan the end of July. So literally, we were married for a month, and then we moved to Japan, which was. Kind of interesting because a lot of people ask us, well, that's going to be really, isn't that going to be super hard? Like being married and moving to Japan. I mean, two tough things right in a row for us. And this is getting a little off topic, but but for us, it was actually really nice because we only had each other to depend on because we moved to Japan, not knowing a single person, not speaking Japanese. So I think a lot of the first year issues that people have in marriage we actually didn't have – now, we had other issues living in Japan and stuff, but we well, didn't have some of those issues because we, we had to rely on each other. And if I could interject, if we had those issues, we basically had to work them out immediately because we didn't have a friend's house or a sister's house to run to and just We had complain. a small like, Japanese apartment, we six had to Tommy mats. with our stuff, you know, yeah. when, when it happened. So, it, it was great. I mean, we we enjoyed it. And then we just got the travel bug in us and we can't stop. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to ask you about because you said this was off topic, but this is actually right on topic because yeah. this is when all of your traveling started was right after your wedding going to Japan. And I mean, those are a couple of the things I guess that are benefits of like traveling as a couple, right? Because you're like, well, if you're traveling together, you, you're forced to work out your issues mm-hmm. and then you can depend on your other and you, uh, each other, you always have each other. I guess if you're in a foreign culture, yeah. feeling uncomfortable, you always have each other. But I mean, when you guys went to Japan... Were you thinking that you were going to travel for the next however many years? Or were you just like, hey. I don't think either of us were. I'll speak for myself. 
and I think I was the one that pushed travel more. Not that Heather didn't want to, but I kind of got bit with the bug maybe a little harder. But even I, when we went to Japan, we wanted to move to Japan because we wanted something totally different. We had never been to Asia. You know, we could have moved somewhere else, but we thought, let's go to Japan. And we envisioned it would be one or two years teaching in Japan. And there was a few reasons we went. One, we wanted to live in Japan. Two, we wanted to see Asia and travel a lot. And that gave us a good base to travel around a bunch of the region we had never seen. And three, we knew we were going to meet a lot of people that then we could travel to see, right? Like, oh, now we have friends in New Zealand and Singapore and things like that. But before that, we had traveled a little bit. We had been in the UK together. We had Switzerland, Switzerland. I lived there. Okay, because that was my next question. Because one of the prerequisites for a lot of people, especially travelers and people listening to this podcast, when you're talking about being with somebody and traveling as a couple, the big question is always like, "Will we travel well together?" You know, we're going on a trip, and that first trip when you go with somebody that you're into, and you're like, "Oh, is this? You know, are we going to be on the same page? Is going to work?" Our situation was a little different because neither of us had traveled that much solo. Because when we got together, we were 20 years old. I've never done a solo trip. Yeah. I had taken trips down to Florida and and I I had been to Paris once and that was about it. So we had not done... But not just on your own. When I mean solo, not without you. I mean just by myself. Well, I've never never done a strictly I'm on my own solo trip. And we've only done a little bit of traveling not with each other because we were 20 and we didn't travel much then. So for us, it wasn't a consideration when we first, we weren't these world travelers who then met and like, oh, how are we going to travel together? It wasn't really a thought in our mind at all okay. because we didn't know. And for those first couple of years, we didn't even travel that much. So it wasn't really a big concern for us because most yeah. of our traveling life has been together. Yeah. But I mean, I do think, and maybe you guys agree or disagree mm-hmm. that traveling really it adds a different dynamic. It makes oh, you a different... Absolutely. It's different than being a couple and mm-hmm. living somewhere. Everything's you know, magnified. Everything's different, I think. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, what, I what think it's magnified because... Because you're in situations that you can't control as much as you can control at home. So you get to delve into like deeper parts of your personality and how you handle things when you're outside of your comfort zone. So it's so different being on the road, especially the first couple of trips you might take together because you don't know how the other person's going to react. Now, of course, people can always surprise you. But at home, if you have, you know, your regular job and your regular schedule, it's pretty familiar how you're going to react. Yeah, the the reactions are less predictable on the road. And I think that your senses are like everything is heightened when you travel. So... You know, I could be at home, me and Heather could be at home, and for five days, you could kind of go without really thinking. Interacting. <laughs> no, without, without. That'd be great. No. Without, without, without thinking about life, like without thinking about decision. You know, you wake up, yeah. you, you drive to work, you go to work, you come back. I mean, the most thoughts like, where am I going to go to eat or something like that? Or what am I going to have for dinner? When you travel, unless you're, you know, maybe you're on a cruise trip and everything's taken care of, or maybe you're going to like an all-inclusive, but usually when we travel, it is more close to the ground travel and more, I guess, quote unquote, authentic travel. So every day you're making a hundred decisions about what you're going to do. Like right down to like, where are we going to stay? What are we going to eat? As a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's like 
you're just, you have to make so many more decisions. So you have to be talking to each other. You know, you're, you're grumpier and you're happier at the same time because you're traveling. So your highs are highs and your lows are lows. And I just think that you're just on a roller coaster with everything, emotions, senses, everything. So when you're doing that with another person, everything is magnified. And especially a person that you share your life with. I mean, as a married couple, there have been arguments that we get in, and this is so silly and ridiculous and kind of cheesy. There are arguments that we get into because we just want to make the other person happy. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'll be trying to decide where we're going to eat, like, out on the road. And, like, oh, Travis, I'm Travis, so glad you brought this yeah, up. Yeah, like, Travis will be like, okay, you know, I don't mind. We can eat here. And I'll be like, well, I don't care. So, it's almost, like, prolongs our ability to make a decision because we want to make the other person yeah. happy. Well, and yeah. it goes on for... Yeah. 35 yeah. minutes and then we're both pissed off yeah. because you're like and you're hungry just yeah. <laughs> make a decision no you make a decision why do you never want to make a decision why don't you want to make a decision and then we're in it a started fight. with us wanting to make the other happy and it turned into a fight <laughs> I, I get a little scared can, when can my wife uh, yes and my wife gets what I call hangry yes which is very she's hungry and she's very angry yeah. and you want to stay out of the way so I'm trying to get one of us gets that way better. but I actually laugh with, oh Heather <laughs> maybe it's a woman you thing, get a little hangry huh well sometime now i'm gonna go get <laughs> hold on hold on everybody i gotta get my shovel because we're about to dig up some no! dirt here <laughs> i thought you were gonna go get heather something to eat we had snacks before this podcast started but no actually when we're sitting down in restaurants i i sometimes i'll point out the couples i'll look look there's a couple in decision making mode honey <laughs> look at them and they're standing at the menu what do you think well, what do you yeah. want do you want to do this yeah. i don't know turning the pages walking down the street and i am I very indecisive as heather likes to point out and she just pointed that out uh, when we stopped to get beer on the way over here. Yes. <laughs> she said, oh, you're going to take a little more time. Literally, so, yeah, trap. I just would brow- I browsed all the aisles. What beers did we want? Settled on a great one, the Big Daddy IPA from Speakeasy in San Fran. So that was good. Yeah. Took good me a while, but I made a good choice. Hey, uh, bravo. I thought yeah. it tasted but good. But I, I do think, I think traveling as a couple is awesome. Obviously, we do it quite a bit, but it's also... It will show you very quickly your flaws, their flaws, your strengths, their strengths. And we haven't got into this yet, but I can tell a quick story of I lost my wallet in Paris. And we've told it before on the podcast, but I lost my wallet in Paris and it was awful. I mean, it just, it stinks to lose your wallet when you're traveling. It had money in it and had all our credit cards, had my license and everything other than luckily, like it wasn't with my passport or anything. And we were just about ready to head out to go to Versailles when I figured out that I didn't have it. And we had to spend all day in Paris looking for my wallet, which we never found. I was so angry. Went through the trash like 13 times. Went to the police station. Got laughed out of the police station. All different things. Literally laughed out of the police station. But Heather was so supportive. And like I was freaking out. Not because I knew I couldn't handle all the logical things that came with losing a wallet. I was just mad that I didn't. Couldn't find it. Yeah. And I was mad at myself for losing it and frustrated. And she was just like a rock that whole time. And she could have easily been really upset with me for losing my wallet because it ruined our whole day when we were supposed to go to Versailles. And she wasn't. And I actually said to her that day, I'm like, wow. Like when I finally calmed down, I'm like, oh my gosh, you could have been so angry at me because it was my fault, not your fault at all. And you weren't. And that was, that was really, really cool. Like, I have my moments. Yeah. Like I really <laughs> thought that I, if it had been reversed, I might have been really upset at her. Yeah. But maybe not because when you know that someone you love, even if you're fighting with them right before, when you know that someone you love is 
frustrated and just so angry and they're angry at themselves, it kind of, you, you step up to the plate and you're like the nurturing, loving, hopefully you are, uh, person. <laughs> so I don't think Heather has a story about me being nice, but yeah, I was going to ask I'm if sure you had a wa- your version of the wallet story. Oh gosh, now I'm really on the spot. I mean, I could try to think of one, but well, I mean, there have been a few times just offhand. I'm sure there's a better example, but like I, when we were in Thailand this last time, mm-hmm. there were a couple days where my eye was really bothering me. And we talked about this also in like getting sick on the road, but I was getting concerned because I wear contacts and glasses, and so I can't see anything without my contacts and glasses. Like, I'm literally blind. Like, if a plane crashes and I'm on it and I don't have glasses or contacts, I'm just screwed. So when I get problems with my eyes, it's very disconcerting to me. So I had, like, this allergy infection one morning. I tried to put in my contacts, and, like, my eye was burning. It was so painful, and Travis was like, come on, let's just go. And he was kind of like, I want to get out and do this thing we decided to do today. And, like, then the next day it was still bothering me, and he was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out for you. And he got out his laptop, and he researched exactly what Tyvisa.com or something, great for him. Yeah. Found the right hospital to go to. You know, when you're sick, you just want someone to take care of you. It's scary, yeah. And it's scary. You feel, like, you know, really upset and just maybe overreacting, but... He looked up, you know, what hospital, what medication, what exactly everything, drove me there, you know, on the motorbike, (laughs) but... I didn't want Heather, who couldn't see at that point, (laughs) who couldn't open her eyes, being the one driving me. You know, and, like, went with me and just supported me. Wouldn't be a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Supported me the whole way. And, I mean, things like that happen, too. Like, you can lose your wallet or you could have, you know, an accident when you're traveling. And it's just so great to have somebody there who is the rock for you and just, you know, makes you feel like everything is going to be all right, no matter what. See how sweet <laughs> Travis and Heather are. I try to oh, stir the gross. pot. I try, listen, I try, I try to like create some controversy or maybe get some, and then here's and something that'll right stir back the pot. Here's sweetness. something that'll stir the pot. I was going to interject this, but you're saying something nice about me. I mean, Heather is a hypochondriac. So that of course, is not true. Of course, the first day she's like, my eye hurts. I'm like, yeah. And yesterday you thought you, yeah. this, that might this be part of like is, when you spend every day with somebody, yeah. you hear little things along the way. You don't take it as, Right, and you also, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're on the road, too, you don't have other people to talk to, so, I mean, you do, you meet other people, but you don't really do stuff on your own. Occasionally, we do, and when we travel for a long time, I might say, I'm going to go out to this restaurant, or I'm going to go out for a bike ride, or something like that, but usually, you're almost 24 hours with someone, so at home... Maybe Heather goes to her friend's house and I sit at home and watch TV or I go over. So you have all this time where you're not together when you're on the road with someone and you're traveling with them. You are around them almost 24 hours a day. So all of the little things that they're thinking, they say to you because they have no one else to say. There's no are inner monologue you, you, when you're traveling as a couple. Are you trying to say that I'm annoying? Is that? I am not. In summation. <laughs> I'm just saying like all these thoughts that I have in my head, she's like, just you know, I'll go crazy in my own head, but if no one's there to talk to or I can yeah. talk to someone else, I'll talk to them. But if it's Heather, she has to hear every little crazy idea I have about the website and podcast mm-hmm. and self-doubt and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that is why. <laughs> yeah, and it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I can totally relate. Go That's ahead. That's why I will be eternally grateful to you, Jason, because you've taken some of that off my plate that you can, you know, help Travis, you know, give him the support and challenge him business-wise so that... I don't have to do that 24-7. I mean, there were times before, you know, Travis had a bigger network of other entrepreneurial friends where it was like, I don't think I can hear him talk about 
this another second. <laughs> so now it's so, a triangle of sweetness. Thank you, Jason. Oh, yeah. A triangle of oh. sweetness Let's get here. some chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> yeah. and Now, so you guys talked about, like, having some issues mm-hmm. on the road. And how do you know when it's time to talk about it? And how do you handle that? If, if say, her inner law monologue or you're in a monologue is driving her insane and you're just at a point where because it's hard to register when you're on the road together because it Mm -hmm. happens little by little and then it can build up do you have a time when you kind of sit down and have to talk about things i don't think we have to schedule a time because neither of us hold our tongue that well yeah Yeah, so it more or less just comes out naturally and frequently yeah to the point where there are so you could call some of our discussions volatile um (laughs) But I, yeah, I, I will say the good thing is we've gotten good at communicating with each other. We don't really hold it in, which can really stink at some point because you're, you know, especially it's, it's weird. We kind of go through these ebbs and flows. So there might be a period of like three days where it almost seems like we're just constantly fighting, nitpicking to, and we might, and then in that, you know, oh, everything's okay, but then something else sets you off and it's small and it's like three days where every little small thing sets her off or me off and it's almost like because you have an unresolved bigger issue sure and then there's like a few days where you're like man this has been like an awesome couple days so i don't think we we don't ever schedule a time like let's sit down and talk about her feeling because we're pretty open heather what's the last thing that set you off oh my gosh (laughs) um i feel like we haven't argued that much lately it's been pretty calm. Uh, See how I turned the sweet into no. Well, there are definitely. <laughs> it's been a little times. calm because we've we've been now home in Philadelphia yeah, or visiting you- family over the holidays for about three weeks. So I do think we have benefited from not having to make those hard everyday decisions because yeah. we haven't been traveling as much. So it's like but- traveling to Ocean City, New Jersey, a one and a half hour drive is not really the toughest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, but I have to say, like when we were in Indonesia. We've been traveling a month and a half and it was Thanksgiving and I, you know, Skyped my family and I kind of got homesick because Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday. And the next few days after that in Bali, it was just pouring down rain every day and we weren't really exploring much. We were kind of working, you know, every day, but then we would go out and get dinner or something. There was really no purpose. And I was thinking, well, why are we sitting here in Bali when it's pouring down rain and we're just working? Why aren't we at home doing this so that we can be around our loved ones and like my best friends that I miss? So when I brought that up to Travis, he was like really upset. He was like, our plan was to stay in Southeast Asia until March. So I don't know why you're trying to change the plan and go home now. So we had a huge argument about Mm. that. Mm. Yeah. I did not want to go home at all. I'm I'm very glad that we did to the point that we've actually pushed back our tickets to go back to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Now we're going to Boulder with you, which is awesome. Um, yeah. But we, we pushed it back about a, about three weeks, like three more weeks to stay home so that we'll have been in the United States for almost two whole months at by the time we go back to Southeast Asia. Yeah. I was really annoyed and I don't know what it was. Like even looking back, even then I didn't know what it was. I think it was that I didn't really want to go home. I also didn't want to quote unquote give up. Like I didn't want to come home early and people are like, Oh, why are you home? As if, hmm. as if anyone would do that. Right. Yeah. But and as if we hadn't been traveling almost full time for a year. Yeah. Know? It just, but, and I also, I did want to really go to Australia. We just had a difference of opinion, there, but I was more, the reason I was annoyed at Heather was because I, 
and this is unwarranted, but I'll tell you, I'm, oh. I might not have even told her this. I, you, I have no idea. I thought she was being a baby. I literally uh. thought, like, you want to go home. Here's the dirt. <laughs> yeah. You want to go home because you're homesick. You don't really want to go home to America. You just want to go home because you miss your friends and you want to hang out and have some wine with them a few times. Like, I was in no- That's what I thought. I yeah. wanted my new iPhone. She wanted, wanted her new iPhone. My, that was another thing I was I annoyed at. I wanted to go to my hair salon and get my hair done. Yeah, all these things that I was just like, dude, this, I was in the point that this, we're traveling. This is awesome. I don't want to go back and do normal life. Turns out we get home and I'm like, this is, this is great. This was a welcome relief. I think we would have enjoyed our time traveling as well. Yeah. But, but there were also some good reasons to come home. Some things we had to take care of, like with our rental house and but I did, with I, other things. So yeah. it made sense to also come home, but I was annoyed because I thought she was being a baby. And I also thought that there was no way <laughs> so rude that I was going to win that art. Like as soon as she had it in her head that she was going home, she said, Oh, we don't have to, but I would like to. So it came down to whether we were going to come back to America or we are going to go to Australia. I also had the idea that there's no way I'm going to win this if I do push to go to Australia. Like, it's just a foregone conclusion because she's made up her mind that she wants to. I'm not saying that is how it was. That was my perception of it. I actually don't think now that that was how it was. But in the moment, I thought... I you was were mad. upset in the moment. I was mad because I'm like, Heather's going to get her way. There's nothing I can do. Mm. Those are big decisions, yeah. though, because I, I don't want to harp on... This, this situation, because obviously you guys worked yeah. it out. And just so everybody knows that's listening, Travis and Heather are comfortably seated on the couch next to each other, looking cozy and totally in love. So I don't want you to get the wrong idea. But no, I think you this know, is good though, Jace, because I do think it's, you know, that was my thinking about it. Right. right? And I don't think that was the way it was. Heather can come on and, and speak of like, maybe would you have let us go to Australia? Maybe and I can put it to you. I you don't can. know. And, and I would have because. I don't know what it was about being there in Bali. I love Bali. It's one of my favorite places to be. But for whatever reason, I felt trapped. Mm. I felt stressed out about being there. Yes, I felt homesick. Yes, I wanted to go home and have the conveniences of home. But I also felt really anxious and really trapped. I can't explain really why I was even feeling that way. But when Travis was like kind of upset with me and then I was like, well, can we please just see if it's even an option? Like I'd like to know if there are tickets home that we can use our miles with and see if it works out and then he finally conceded to doing that and as soon as i realized that yeah we could fly home for twenty dollars each yeah i was like yeah okay maybe i don't have to go home but just knowing yeah knowing that you could if we if i really wanted to it made me feel better well it's a it's good that you brought up this specific example because it's it could be the biggest question that a couple could fight about when right. we're talking about traveling as a couple mm-hmm. because you get very passionate about traveling, right? And if somebody wants to keep going or wants to see something else, right. and yet that's where a lot of the travel-related issues can come in. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about going all the way back home, that's like the complete maximum issue you could have when it comes to travel. So, yeah. I mean, obviously you guys worked it out. and Yeah, and I will admit that I have – she told me that at that time – now that I know that we could, I feel much better. And I didn't really believe her. Or even if I did believe her, I was still upset about it. Like, I have an issue with holding... I'm not going to say holding a grudge, because I, I think that I get over stuff pretty quick mm-hmm. at times. But just kind of thinking I know what she's thinking. Like, I'm like, no, you're you. that's not the truth like you still want to go home and you can be mad if we don't go home. i thought that's what she thought yeah. and i could be totally wrong right. but i always think that i'm i know what she's thinking better than yeah. she does 
Yeah. And maybe, I, I, I do that sometimes. Maybe it's, I think that's a guy thing. Like, not with oh. Heather. <laughs> but there's also a Philly. Cause Jason, what am I thinking? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Oh, we're all from the Philly. I mean, you grew up. Not, in, yeah, a couple hours. North yeah. In so I'm mean, from Pennsylvania. And I think there's something with Philly, Philadelphia, and just this mm-hmm. Philly tough love kind of thing. Yeah. Like you were saying, like, Oh, don't be such a baby. We can do this. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a very East Coasty thing because I'm that way as well at times where I'm just like, come on, like, we, we got this, you know? Yeah. But let's transition off of this stuff. And yeah, this is like couples therapy. Jeez. This is, I don't know. I, I don't need this. T- yeah, you're going to have to lay down flat on the couch so I can talk to <laughs> but you. But I, I think that, yeah, I think it's good because you don't hear people talking about their yes. fighting. Like, it's yeah. always like, Wow, look at that couple in love with the Eiffel Tower. Our Facebook pictures, oh, we don't have like yeah. me pretending to strangle Heather, right? Like, that, that has also never happened, no. just so you know. Right, but there's, there's none of this. It's not like me sulking at a coffee shop with Heather like yelling in my ear or vice versa. It's like, right. no, what's on our Instagram is all the good memories. There's a real stark reality that it's not easy to travel as a couple. Sure. It's and not even easy to travel in general. Sometimes, and it's certainly not easy when you're trying to look out for someone else's well-being and their thoughts and feelings, and you don't even know what you feel exactly. Yeah, I think you hit it before when you said travel heightens everything because that's totally mm-hmm. the truth. And then if you throw somebody else into the mix of that, and two people are feeling heightened emotions and like their senses are on fire because all this stuff's happening, and then you're making this giant cocktail of emotion and yeah. anything can happen at any time. <laughs> That's good and bad because you also have the passion and yeah. the romance and sometimes you get swept off your feet by a place, you know? And, and it's great to be able to share that with somebody. Neither yeah, of you definitely. know also like if you're if you're traveling, neither of you really know what the place is like, especially if it's, a, even if it's not your first time, but especially if it's your first time, neither of you know what to expect yeah. and what it's going to be like. So you also have that unfamiliarity of like, well, what if we get to our guest house and it's really crappy? Like, and I booked it. It's Heather going to blame me and she might be upset because yeah. it's crappy. And, yeah, that's and, and then I feel bad because it was my decision, but I didn't know. It's not like I did it on purpose. Right. So you have all that thrown in the that's cocktail too. Like, I don't even know where I am. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where the best yeah. place to get a burger is. I don't know how much something should cost. Nothing's familiar. Or if if you have the restaurant conversation you talked about and then you pick the the place and then it ends up not being good, then, you know, you feel bad. The other Travis is grabbing another IPA. You feel bad because you're you're the one that picked this podcast. You're like, I I picked this restaurant and now we're having this crappy meal and there's a fly that just landed on my plate and now my wife's upset. That's a real story that I'll tell later. (laughs) Maybe maybe we should turn this on Jason. She's your wife gets here. She's not here yet, but maybe we'll turn that around later. But go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I do think that, you know, both female and males feel responsible for the other one. But I think it's definitely a bigger thing for guys. We like like, want to take care. Yeah. Like, oh, everything has to be the best. Like Travis thinks Heather has to be happy. So what can I do to make her happy for accommodation or a good meal or whatever? And he puts all this pressure on him. And maybe, you know, sometimes I might overreact if we get to a hostel and there's like bugs crawling everywhere. Um, So I try to be better at that. But yeah, it's tough to, you know, meet each other's expectations. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And I'm sure people that are listening that have traveled with even a friend can relate to that too, because sometimes you put that pressure on yourself. I think this goes, I mean, we say as a couple, as in, you know, a married couple, but it goes for boyfriend, girlfriend, you know. 
It goes for friends. Spouses, it goes to partners. Anyone. Yeah. I mean, best friends. We've traveled with friends before, and that's shown us sides of friends that are good and bad. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it, the dynamic is the same no matter what your relationship is. Well, let's share some tips. And in the process, I'm sure we're going to get a little more <laughs> of your personal story traveling as a couple. But I want to ask you for some tips on romance on the road. <laughs> because how do you keep it fresh? You know, I mean, you don't have that separation. Like you said, there isn't a lot of time apart. So let's, as Heather mentioned earlier today, I might be a nice guy, but my romantic side is small, maybe non-existent. Um, I, for whatever reason, am not, the most romantic person. Like I, I think I do nice things for Heather, but I don't yeah, think it's surprise. It's surprisingly nice. Like, or you, I'm okay, not good let, at that. Let me save you. Let me save you. Travis save is very me. thoughtful, but he's not romantic. Like he every day is a thoughtful person, and he always puts me first. But he doesn't do like extra special, secrety things. So for as far as that goes, like. I just don't think we have very many tips for that. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint, <laughs> well, but <laughs> there there are a few things that we do. I, I would say, um, and these might be logical and thought out, but they're also I think they're romantic in their own way. Are they at least practically romantic? Maybe that's a good way to put it. Like for example, when we were in Chiang Mai, Thailand, I told Heather, you know, we didn't know where we were going to go next, but we knew we were going to spend another month in Asia. And I basically said to Heather, like, you can pick where we want to go. I, I honestly don't care where we go. And, you know, you wanted to go down to Bali and we went to Bali and that was really cool. I mean, it didn't turn out like the best because it rained every day. But I think that letting each other make decisions, even though we talked about how like sometimes we do it and it, <laughs> and it like no one makes a decision for 30 minutes. But I think one way that we could improve, and I think this will work for people is saying it's your turn to make a decision like and not not to put it on them to make the decision but so that they know like just pick where you want to go and I'm okay with Have it. you done this? Um yeah, so, we've yes. done it a few uh, times. Yes. Quite a um, few times. and I actually did a podcast with uh Warren and Betsy from Married with Luggage and they actually do a thing that's interesting that we haven't tried but I thought it sounded un- unique in that each month the one person is the captain and one person is the like well, mm. pilot or co-pilot. Okay. And so the one person for that month is in charge. Not that they make all the decisions, you know. But they're taking the lead. Right. Yeah. They're taking the lead. And they said it, it works really well because you kind of know where you're at. Like, hey, this is my month to take the lead. If it is kind of split down the middle, it's going to be my call. Mm. And they said, yeah. like, it takes a little while to get used to. Mm. And you don't have to do it month to month. It could be each time you go out to dinner or something like that. But that could be something that could That's work. That's a good tip. And we do, we do that often. But I guess if it was more structured, it might seem like something a little more special. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing that we have also done uh, as we get older is that, and this might not affect some people, but we've started to make sure our accommodations are nicer than they have been previously. That's true. And so if you're not romantic, I guess that makes you more romantic. Because we used to stay in 
really terrible places. <laughs> and I would be like, I'm not sleeping here. And, you know, this is just really uncomfortable. So you have definitely upped your game and you will spend more money for places that make me feel comfortable. So I don't know if that's because you're getting older and you also like to be more comfortable or if you're really just only thinking of me. But we'll say that we'll you're thinking of me. We'll only. say it's thinking of you. But it is, it yeah. just... When you have your own space, like even if we stay at a hostel or a guest house, yeah. we'll get a private room. You know, I can't. Well, we tell always. You, I can't. It's usually not that much more. Yeah. Right? No, and I mean, you know, or we'll, you know, if, if there's a place that's forty dollars a night, and there's a place that's thirty dollars a night, and the forty dollar night place is worlds better, you know, maybe we'll do that. Like I used to be frugal to a fault, mm. and if I was still on my own, I might still be like that, and I. I'm glad I'm not. I think a lot of that is because Heather, like when I first saw her, she was, you know, not my, <laughs> not my type. Well, she likes nicer things. She's willing to pay for it. I was not. And I, I do think that that is one way that I've changed. And I think that that does help keep it fresh because if you're in a place that's even just a little nicer, it doesn't have to be the Ritz Carlton. It just helps. I was going to ask you about money because mm. now that we're on this topic. Oh, boy. Well, this Yikes. Is, you want to just I, stir up some dirt. Yeah, I don't want to stir it up too much, but obviously this is a thing between you guys where there are some extremes here. Sure. You don't mind spending a little extra change, don't yeah. think about it too much. No. Travis, Thanks Louis Vuitton. Travis, All right. Travis is holding on to his wallet, except when he's in Paris. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> except when I'm losing it. Yeah. So obviously you've come to an agreement when we're talking about poor yeah. opposites, figuring out yeah. a way to make it work. So I think you're in a good position to just yeah. give a little advice on money. I think I'm going to pour some more wine before we get into Go ahead and do that. And then think, we'll ask I one more thing for, and then we can... I think for people going on just a vacation... A week vacation, this might not be an issue because you kind of know what you're going to spend or, hey, I'm going to a week uh, at the shore over the summer and we know we're getting a house. It's going to be this much and we're guessing it's going to be this much. But I think it really is important for people who are traveling a indefinitely or longer term or who make travel part of their lifestyle because you're then spending more of your money while you're traveling. And Heather and I, I would say for me, this is both my biggest flaw my biggest strength and the place where I get most upset with Heather. And that comes down to money. And I will say straight out, sometimes I'm like downright miserly. I mean, <laughs> and, and I think that can be a strength because it affords us the ability to continue to travel because I make sure we're saving money wherever we can. I think it can definitely be a flaw because we, there are times where it needs to, I need to let something go. Okay. It's 10 bucks. You you know, you pay an extra 10 bucks, let it go. Why let it ruin two days or a day? And I do think it's where we fight the most. So you found sure. the happy medium within yourself. No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I still let it affect me way, way too, too much. much. And th- not even anything really regarding me sometimes, not about what I spend, just about what we might spend in general. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just another whole thing. Mm. I think couples in general fight about money, whether they're on vacation, whether they're traveling for a year, whether they're at home in the house that they lived in for five years. Mm. It's just the single most cause, I think, That's true. that people get divorced or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's a big topic, and I think it's important to respect each other when it comes to finances. And I have to say, when Travis said that being frugal is a strength, it is, because we don't really have to sit there every day and, like, live paycheck to paycheck because we sock money away and we we save it. But that being said, yeah, there are times where you need to feel comfortable if you're going to splurge a little bit or 
scrimp in another way. A thing that we do that helps us a lot is give each other a personal budget. So mm. we have a certain amount each month that we can spend on things that we want to Yeah, like spend a personal on. allowance. Heather's yeah. is $5,000. Yours is 100 Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's actually the same amount. It's the same amount, but... That being said, Travis, I don't know if I've ever hit it in a month. Travis never she spends goes, can his... I, can I borrow your I know, personal you should, right? He yeah. should give me his leftover. I actually, but, um, at times, will give it to her, but... Yes, I think that that is a really good way. It is. How do you oh. track that? Well, in a spreadsheet. <laughs> although I'm really bad at putting it. I've asked Heather to put it in the spreadsheet <laughs> for about six months now. No, that's not true. I put it in in October. I haven't put it in since then. But, but I have it's it not, on a, a list on my phone. To be know. fair, Jace, it's not a lot of money. No. I mean, it's like we're saying. I mean, we even say the personal allowance for each person for the month of like you can do. You can spend on whatever you want. I'm mm-hmm. not going to criticize. That. I'm not going to tell you. That's not worth it. Whatever oh, okay. yeah. is $150 a month for yeah. each person. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, pittance. it's, it's a pittance. small. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's, it's nice because you can yes. go and buy a pair of jeans sure, or whatever. whatever. And it's, and it like, may be that they're expensive, but yeah. yeah. And we still, you know, there's still arguments of over necessity. Should it be in my allowance? Heather was always trying to say, no, 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 this is a necessity. This, this is in my allowance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but still, but at least it, it, it helps some. There's a yeah. boundary and there's a guideline that we can both refer to. And I think that that's important when you're doing anything as a couple. The right. other thing we do when traveling when it comes to money is, and this is this is a bit much for some people. And I will say this is the one, one of the reasons that I get a little exacerbated about money. So I do have to step back sometimes is rewrite down every single cent that we spend. Everything. So that at the, like everything, like if we go and buy a bottle of water, we will write it down. So, so that we know at the end of the month. And where, and do, I you, where do you write it down, Trav? Baby a, bear. In a spreadsheet. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet that's broken up into like seven categories. You put it in the category. At the Color end coded. Of, at the end of the month, I can see exactly how much we spent on eating out, on groceries, entertainment, my allowance, her allowance, you know, travel, um, whatever. And, you know, I think that really helps. Now, there, as I said, there are times where I do it and it, at the end of the day, it makes me upset because then we'll argue about money because, oh, that shouldn't have been $7. You should have only got that for $4. So it does lead to some arguments that yeah. might not exist, but I think it nips in the bud the huge arguments of when, like, the end of the month comes and you're like, why don't we have any money in our bank account? Right. So it's kind of like these little that arguments. Really well, it doesn't happen because <laughs> we do it, but what I mean, it's all these little arguments that kind of take away from at least, like, you know, something sneaking up on you. So I would suggest if people are going to travel long term or for a little while, at least do that for a month so you can get an idea of where you're spending your money because a lot of people don't, it's crazy, but a lot of people don't know where their money's going. Or, I mean, another I'm one of them in a a way. I don't track it to that extent. Well, teach their own. Not not that I'm frugal. Yeah. But I just don't know where I could, I could probably do better at, at that. Yeah. And, and this isn't supposed to be a personal finance podcast, but I will no. say for people out there, if you're fighting about money or you're like, man, we always like, this is an issue for us. I have yet to meet a couple that doesn't fight about money. As Heather said, right. whether they travel or don't travel, it's always going to be a bone of contention. So mm-hmm. knowing that at least helps. Yeah. And maybe creating some rules that yeah, kind of work and alleviate yeah. the pressure. Right? And being honest too, because if you hide things from each other, then it just makes everything so yeah. much worse. Sure. Yeah. Well, we've circled around a lot yeah. of issues, and I can say, if you're still listening right now, and I'm sitting here with Travis, 
and Heather, and we Heather's on her love- second glass of wine. I'm on my second beer. It's perfect. <laughs> we we love you guys. No matter what differences you have or all the things, you've been traveling together for many years. And now I want to take a moment where you two look into each other's oh, eyes. <laughs> into your glasses. We have the exact same glasses. So I look like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> They're not exactly. Before we end this, tell each other. Now I feel like I'm really in therapist mode. Tell each other or tell us why you're perfect for each other. Because I want to end on a happy, yeah. lovey-dovey note. Why we're perfect for each other. I, I mean, why Heather is perfect for me. <clears throat> I honestly could go on for a long, long Aww. time. This isn't. You are romantic. <laughs> practically romantic. I love that. <laughs> coin that, or term that you coined. I, I am crazy and I get in my own head so much as, as I kind of alluded to earlier that if I didn't have someone there to vent to, or at least as an outlet, even if she didn't want to listen to my entrepreneur stuff or my craziness, she, I mean, even if she zones out when I'm talking about it, I don't even care. At least she's there. I, I might drive myself crazy. Like, there are times where I literally thought, if I was by myself right now, people would think I'm crazy. I'd be the dude walking down the street and talking to myself. I totally and so, I mean, so just having someone there to be like, hey, what you're doing is awesome. Like, you, you don't have, like, you are doing good stuff. Like, just take it easy. Slow down. You have all these ideas in your head. Chill out. Like, and kind of as a reminder of, of the stuff, of the good things that are happening, I, I really appreciate that. And the money thing, as much as we fight about it and as much as I like try to really rein her in and pull the purse <laughs> strings, there are times, like we mentioned, with the not staying in a $5 hostel and maybe staying in a $15 or $20 hostel or guest house that have made my travels infinitely better that I'm not sure I would have done if I was on my own. Mm. I really don't know if that would have happened. That's sweet. That is sweet. There's a lot of other reasons. Those are kind of the travel-related reasons. Sure. So now it's my turn. And, you know, I could sit here End and... End of podcast. <laughs> no, but truly, I could sit here and, you know, talk about Travis's good qualities for hours. Like, there's so many great things about him that he's thoughtful, that he's caring, that, you Practically know... Practically romantic. Yeah, whatever. But he has a lot of great qualities and he's entrepreneurial and he's started this company and we can live a life that we've both dreamed of because of Travis and because of me a little, but mostly because of Travis. But being perfect for each other, I don't actually think something like that exists. I don't think that people are perfect for each other. I think the reason that Travis and I work together is because we work at it. You know, being married is tough. There are days where maybe you don't feel like being married anymore when you have that big argument over something. And I just think it's a good reminder that people aren't perfect and relationships aren't perfect. And if you feel like you are, then you're doomed to fail because it just doesn't exist. So, Well, you rarely see other people fighting, right? right. Unless they're just that couple that doesn't care and fights in front of people, which even we aren't like that. So you think like... Oh man, like when we fight, you think, why is no one else doing this? Well, they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. And if they aren't, then maybe there's even bigger issues. Like it maybe they're scary if they're not fighting. About right. Anything. And so, I mean, the thing is that we choose to try to be perfect for each other. And I think that's a good thing to remember that it's a choice to, you know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and together. say that you are nearly perfect for <laughs> each other then because. We didn't Are we talk- perfect for, we're perfect for each other after she has two glasses of wine and I have two glasses of wine. 
We are about to wrap this up. I'm about to turn it back over to Trav, but I, I didn't want to say that you are nearly perfect for each other because we haven't even talked about the fact that you also work together on many levels. So That's you're traveling together, true. you're working together, you're living together and spending all this time together mm-hmm. and you work it out and we hear you on the podcast and you guys are so much fun and you're so much fun to hang out with. I consider you very mm-hmm. good friends, great friends, and I'm... I'm Honored to be the one to be able to talk to you guys about this today and to spend this time with you. And I really appreciate you guys. And I know everybody listening does as well. So keep up the good work and keep being you you guys. And I will turn it back over to the host of the epically awesome Extra Pack of Peanuts (laughs) podcast, Mr. Travis Sherry. Yeah, and James, what's so great about this podcast is we were sitting around earlier today saying, you know, what should we record a podcast on? All three of us are in the room for the first time in a long time. What are we going to do? And you came up with the idea of like, why don't I interview you guys as traveling as a couple? And uh, we've done a little bit on that before, but I think there is, it's so cool to get to talk about our dynamic because I do, Heather made the great point of you really have to work at it. And sometimes you don't get a chance to pull yourself back from the situation. And when you do, you realize, yeah, we fight. Yeah, there's times where we're super upset with each other. But overall, it's pretty crazy that yeah. we have traveled the world together. Well, we've been together for 10 years. 10 years. Almost longer. Maybe 11 now. Yeah. We've, tra- <laughs> we've traveled the world together. And we do work together. And that's a whole nother podcast. And we still like each other. Not only do we love each other, we like each other. And I think, I that think that's, that's important. A, that's a big yeah. difference. We don't have to get into like yeah. for ourselves. But that's a huge difference because... I genuinely enjoy traveling with Heather. I mean, oh it's, my gosh. it's fun. If I didn't, we probably, we probably at some point would have stopped doing it. So. And it's good that I picked a couple bedrooms away from yours tonight because I'm feeling <laughs> something's <laughs> heating up tonight. We've got a four bedroom apart, uh, house here in Ocean City, New Jersey. It's off season. That's how we can afford it. Cheap travel tip. Love it. Go to Ocean City, New Jersey in the winter. <laughs> It'll be literally one tenth the price. You can name your own price. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to check out some of our other podcasts, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. That's where all our podcasts live. That's where the sh- you can get the show notes for this show, everything like that. We are doing a thing, Jace, I don't think you know, but we're doing a thing called From the Archives because now we're coming to you twice a week instead of five times a week. We did that for three months. It was awesome. Maybe we'll do it again at some point, but we're doing it two times a week right now, mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday. But what we're doing at the end of each podcast is giving you some other podcasts that we've done because we're 135 podcasts yeah, in now. Good idea. That we've done that are kind of on that subject or maybe you'd want, you know, like the thing for further listening. Check these out. So I picked two out that I thought were really important kind of on this topic. One, I mentioned it earlier. We did episode 91 and 92. So this is a dual episode with Warren and Betsy Talbot from Married with Luggage. And they do a phenomenal job. They write about travel, uh, couple travels. Mm-hmm. They, they talk about it on their podcast and I have them on and they're just awesome. And they have some amazing advice. So if you are interested in couples travel, that those are two awesome episodes that you can check out. Yeah. And the next one is episode 65, our top 10 weirdest foods. I bring and this, that was with you guys, right? Uh, you and Jason. I bring this up because that was me and Jace again, and we just had a good time. I yeah, mean, that was fun. You ate some crazy stuff, Jace. I don't know if it was as crazy as what you Yeah, did, and my but... craziest food was actually in my home in Philadelphia. Like all these places yeah. around the world, it was in home 
in Philadelphia well, we, with my father. We might hit the seafood place uh, somewhere around yeah. the corner here, so maybe they're serving up some stingray Obscure or something. Or something. Yeah. So <laughs> check those out, guys. Again, we want to say a big thank you to our uh, host for the show, Tatuga Backpacks. If you want to check out the pack that I use all over the world, it's been to China. It's now been to Ocean City, New Jersey. It's sitting Woo! right here near us. Uh, head to TortugaBackpacks.com. They've got cool stuff on their website where they show you how big it is, all these packing tips, everything like that. TortugaBackpacks.com. Of course, if you pick up one or you pick up a hundred, you can get 10% off your whole order. But make sure you use the code EPOP, EPOP, all capitals. And lastly, Jace, we should mention, we are in Ocean City, New Jersey, because we are looking to finish a project that we have been doing We've been thinking about for almost a year, and we've been working on for at least five months. That's Location Indie. Yeah, it's the end. We're finishing it, but we're starting it, really. Right. We're finishing up the launch, and then it's going to start because it's a community. (laughs) Yeah, it's a community website for digital nomads, people that are wandering the world and or want to. And just living the travel lifestyle and looking to connect with other people and, and get some help and support and advice. And the thing that's exciting is we're going to be doing a little bit of recording and sharing this behind the scenes type of stuff about the launch. And I think we're going to share that out there in some way. So We've check got it a- out if you're interested. I don't, I know not everybody does the sort of nomadic wandering around thing, but if that's something you're interested in, locationindy.com is a cool place to check it out. Yeah, and we've got a camera set up right here that we're going to be filming almost nonstop so we can get some hilarious outtakes for these videos. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, locationindie.com, guys, I-N-D-I-E. Check that out. You can join the mailing list. When it is launched, you'll be the first people to know. Thank you guys so much for joining us today, for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, guys, happy free travels. Happy free travels.